Welcome to the CSL Olympia podcast. In this episode, you will hear an opening prayer, followed by a talk. You can learn more about us at our website, cslolympia.org. Blessings. Source is all-powerful, all-knowing, and everywhere present in all things. I rejoice that there has been only one source in spirit for all from the very beginning of time. Everything that exists is one with this source, now and forever, as source is all there is. And although known by many names, it is always constant and never changing. Spirit is all things seen and unseen and permeates through all of us as us. We can never be separated from spirit as it moves through and as me and as you. We are all divine. We are all one, connected to the source of life, unified as each of us are one with spirit and one with each other. And now I speak my word from this oneness. I claim unity and love as we go further together, hand in hand, as one. Let us join together in accepting the goodness that spirit so freely gives. I see the power and guidance of spirit moving through all, realigning everything, knowing that spirit is in all situations, all circumstances. I see us as unified and moving together closer to knowing that each one of us is whole, perfect, and complete. We see the divine in each other. Knowing our connection with spirit makes us one. I'm grateful for knowing this unity. I rejoice in the divine guidance that leads you and me further together as one. And I'm thankful to be here to share this with you today. Now, I release my word confidently and joyously into law, knowing it is already done perfectly and in unity as I let go and let spirit. And so it is. I needed that meditation. I needed that prayer and I needed that music before I started the talk. So I'm just grateful for it. Uh, Cause I have a bit of a difficult talk today. Our topic is we is greater than me. We, all of us is greater than just the me, each of our individual me. And this is part of our whole month-long theme of, of going further together. And I keep, I love this African proverb. I keep repeating it every Sunday. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. There's a um, Zulu philosophy known as Ubuntu. And it means, I am because we are. I am because we are. In community, we embody the consciousness that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And each individual is uplifted through the collective support of the group. Doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that sound wonderful? It does, and it's so difficult sometimes to practice, isn't it? 
So a couple of weeks ago, I, I spoke of habits and patterns that divide us, that separate us from each other. And what I want to say is my intention with this talk is unification, unity. Sandy included that in her prayer. And, and it's bringing us together. But sometimes we got to look at what's keeping us apart. Because if we're not paying attention to that, it's keeping us apart and we don't even know. I, I love, I think it was Louise Hay who said, in order to clean your house, you have to be able to see the dirt. In order not just to focus on the dirt. You don't want to spend time focusing on the dirt, on the dirt but you do have to know, see it to be able to get it out. So I talked about patterns and habits that, that separate us from each other. And the overarching pattern is something that's called confirmation bias. My viewpoint is the right viewpoint. Yours, by the way, is the wrong viewpoint. My viewpoint is the right way. And it has a subcategory called polarization, which is where we get really locked into our sides and our, our beliefs and our, what we think is going on. And so last week I talked, as I often do, about being present with each other, being present with the divinity within each of us. The God in me sees the God in you. Brenda ended that last song, Jack Fowler's song, with um, the namaste, which literally means the divine within me perceives the divine within you. And yet events are occurring which indicate that we as a community get to grow in our practice of this get to grow in our practice of this. And so I hate conflict. I'm just going to come right out and say that I hate conflict. I really don't like to do it. And so, but there's a, there's some stuff that needs to be talked about. And so this is going to be a, what I call a difficult talk. It's probably more difficult for me to do than for you to listen to, but we're going to do it anyway. We're going to walk through this together. Is that all right? Are we good with that? Yes. Buffy's doing hands together. Thank you. Because there are practices and patterns that are currently happening within this community that are driving us into greater separation rather than greater coming together. And if they're continued, they'll hurt or even destroy much of the CSL Olympia community. Take a breath. So we stand at a crossroads right now. We as a community stand at a, at a crossroads. In one direction, lies a wonderful opportunity for growth, for expressing our highest and best as a community. We've got this wonderful new spiritual home that we're preparing to move into and, and that I believe will support us in expressing greater and greater, being a greater and greater expression of who and what we truly are, our highest and best. In the other direction, down the other path of this crossroads, lies division, separation, hurt, and a significant diminishing of the community. And like the two wolves in the Native American tale, we can ask ourselves, which path do we wanna feed? Which path do we wanna feed? One needs to be fed love, compassion, caring, openness, humility, and curiosity. It's a valuing of we over just me recognizing that the me rises with the we. So it's not one or the other. It's a connection. It's a, it's a unification. It's a wholeness. The other path, by the way, is fed with fear, taking things personally, self-righteousness, closed-mindedness, judgment, and valuing me over we. 
One uses open, caring communication and creates unity and understanding. And the other uses closed, secret conversations and creates separation and isolation. So some of you are sitting there going, what the heck is he talking about? Because you have no idea. And others of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so why am I talking about this? It's because there's this disease of polarization running rampant right now through our community. And I'm not talking about Thurston County. It is there too, but I'm talking about us, CSL Olympia. And fed by fear, half-truths, and turning from the spiritual principles and practices that we teach to listening to the siren call of fear and distrust. And the seeming issue, what looks like the issue, isn't really the issue. It's far less important than the call to fear and the anger and the self-righteousness, the, the idea of that I know what is true, and you're foolish for not following my way. Keep breathing. I use the metaphor of the sirens It promises knowledge and wisdom beyond anything that any mortal has. But in that mythology, the result of following the Song of the Sirens is shipwreck and death. There's always another song singing, and that's the Song of Spirit. That's the Song of Love. That's the Song of Wholeness. It's the Song of a reality which includes and yet goes beyond human existence, our human stuff. It's a song of love and of oneness. It's a song of greater life, not separation or death. And it's always, it's always being sung. And so we have these two songs that we can tune into. And again, which one do you want to tune into? One doesn't go well. The other one may not be quite as initially emotionally as charged, but it takes us to a different place. So this year's subject for polarization is vaccination. Can you guess that? Vaccination. Last year's, by the way, was racial injustice. A few years ago in our community, it was about a minister who was here and, and, and what all transpired with that. And, you know, next year or a year from now, it might be something different. It might be the colors of the building and we don't like those colors or, you know, and, and who, who chose those and all that stuff. It might be, you know, I don't know, the size of my nose. Who knows what it's going to be, you know, two years down the road. We can always get polarized about something if we want to get polarized. And the invitation is to step away from that consciousness. It's important to recognize that like pollen, there's always some topic that is calling to us. It's in the air to polarize around. And if we're not grounded in our spiritual practice and our spiritual truth and in walking the talk that we speak, we can catch that virus of whatever's going on around to be polarized about. We'll catch what's in the air. Uh, my friend Laurie Jones, who's played for us a couple of times, has a wonderful song called Watch Love Rise. And she says, cling to love, even in the difficult times, cling to love and let that light rise. So let's take the current issue and look at it. Look at it with curiosity and with inviting and seeking a God's view, a higher view instead of our own. 
Mark Nepo in uh, his book called The Book of Awakening says, when the path is blocked, back up and see more of the way. Step back and get a wider vision. Because I don't know about you, but I can sometimes get right here with an issue. And I forget to take a breath and back up. That's why I surround myself with practitioners and high consciousness people who can say, hey, dummy, back up, get a better view. I will preface this by saying that I personally am triggered by the issue, not by the issue itself, excuse me, but by how it's being handled by some in our community. I'm just going to say that right up front. And I want to say that in my, from my view, my view, um, there's a group of people who are operating out of touch with who we profess to be. And I feel sad about that. I feel angry about that. I feel scared about the impact it's going to have on the community about that. So I just want to be vulnerable and honest about where I'm coming from with that. And this is happening, by the way, on both sides of the same issue. Both sides. So let's begin, take a breath, by recognizing that in spirit there are no sides. There, isn't, there are no sides in an infinite oneness. We make up sides, and then we choose one or the other over the other and get all excited about it. And whether it's the football team we love or our position on vaccination or our you know, voting or you know, whatever it is, we, can, we make up sides. <laughs> I remember when I, uh, I've told a couple of people a couple of times that I'd like both the Oregon Ducks and the Washington Huskies in college football. And I've had a couple of people say, you can't. You have to like one or the other. And it's like, okay, well, when they play each other, I cheer for the Ducks. But other than that, I cheer for them both. I can like them. It's an either-or universe, not a, I mean, a both-and universe, not an either-or. So we make up sides. We choose one over the other. We get angry with those who don't take our side. The person in deep spiritual practice walks in harmony with both sides not choosing one over the other, and recognizing the divinity within both. Take a breath. They recognize that since the divine is all there is, that there isn't a side. By the way, as I've experienced in several times, this can anger the side takers on both sides because they get mad because I'm not over here jumping up and down with their side. So we have two sides in our CSL community, both operating from fear. They are the unvaccinated folks, afraid of how they will or won't be received by vaccinated folks as we come back together. And then we have the side of vaccinated folks who are both judging those not vaccinated and being afraid of being around unvaccinated people as though being unvaccinated means that they're typhoid Mary carrying the virus, which they're not. Frankly, they're far more vulnerable than the vaccinated folks because we can all carry it, but the vaccinated folks will tend to be asymptomatic. Take a breath. The real virus here isn't COVID. The real virus is fear and polarization which drives us to forget who we truly are and why we truly exist as a spiritual community. 
And so I want to remind us, we show this every single Sunday, we put it in the e-news every single Wednesday, our statements of why we are. Our mission is to be an open, expanding, and welcoming community that learns, shares, and lives spiritual principles. Breathe that in. Our purpose is to reveal our wholeness and connection with all that is. And our vision is to live as love, that's capital L love, in a world of capital L love. That's why we're here. And then we're also called to remember what we say we believe in as religious scientists. We believe in God, the living spirit almighty, one indestructible, absolute, and self-existent cause. This one manifests itself in and through all creation, all creation, but is not absorbed by its creation. The manifest universe, that, that song that, that, that uh, Brent sang right at the start, the body, the manifest universe is the body of God. It is the logical and necessary outcome of the infinite self-knowingness of God. We believe, we believe in the incarnation of the spirit in everyone, and that all people are incarnations of the one spirit. Breathe that in. Tap your neighbor in the, in the square next to you and say, that's you. You and I are both one of the same divine. And then we believe that the universal spirit, which is God, operates through a universal mind, which is the law of God, and that we are surrounded by this creative mind, which receives the direct impress of our thought and acts upon it. We believe in the healing of the sick through the power of this mind. We believe in the control of conditions through the power of this mind. At this time, as in all times, as in every moment, we are being called to stand in our belief, in our conviction of what we say we stand for. In other words, to walk our talk. Ernest Holmes says just knowing about these principles isn't enough, knowing about, but actually applying them. And that the most powerful time is when it seems like we shouldn't be when we seem to get pulled and called in other directions. Paramahansa Yogananda used to say, or in his book, uh, said, it's easy to meditate in the quiet of an ashram. Can you meditate in a boiler room? And right now the world might feel like a boiler room, might sound like, might sound like a boiler room. And so what we need is healing, not from COVID, but from fear itself. I've always loved Franklin Delano Roosevelt's famous phrase, there is nothing to fear but fear itself. And so what's being called forward, I want to talk about what's being called forward from both groups. What's being called forward from the unvaccinated group is to stop being a secret little group that's meeting in sessions, because I keep hearing about this, that people are, are you know, there's little conversations being had over here and over here, and step out into the light. If you actually believe 
that unvaccinated is the way to be. Have the courage and conviction of your beliefs. Step out into the light. Talk with Buffy, our council president. Talk with me. Have conversations. Stand in your convictions. You know, a month ago, I got a letter about this from co-created by apparently a whole group. I thought it was one person, but it turned out to be a group. And what I noticed was not one of them signed it. Not a single one signed it. I think back to the Declaration of Independence, which was not an anonymous statement. I think it was 45 or so people signed that, and they put their names on it, knowing full well that if they lost the war, it was their death certificate. So stand in your conviction. And then what's being called forward from those who are vaccinated, take a breath, is to stop judging and name-calling and to think through the irrational fear of unvaccinated people. And to instead see both sides, to see our mutual divinity. Our mutual divinity. And to communicate from our divinity to the divinity within others. This is always the call. This is always the call, no matter what. And if you won't do that, then you're being part of the cancer that will seriously hurt this community. This week, one longtime member sent me a letter saying that she's leaving because she feels unaccepted. And she feels that I did not, how did she put it, uh, find a way to address the issues our group brought to you in the spiritual community. The funny thing was, this person never communicated to me that she was disappointed. I'd asked her to communicate following the women's circle a month ago, and I never heard from her. I, I don't do well with people who expect me to read their minds and meet expectations that are not called out. I, I'm sorry, but I missed the class in ministerial school on how to read the minds of your congregation. In fact, I don't remember seeing it on there. I, I know Buffy's in ministerial school right now. Is, is it in your curriculum these days? No, it's not in her curriculum either these days. I can't read your mind. I'm a pretty simple guy. You know, If you want to have something done, come and talk to me. And that's what we're talking about here. Have that conversation. If we continue down the path of taking sides, of feeding the fear, polarizing, hiding in secret meetings, and not communicating with compassion and curiosity, welcoming another's point of view. Buffy sent out a little video this morning of, of the way to converse is each of us has a glass and it's full. And it's full of our viewpoint and our opinions. And each of us knows that our, our glass is the right glass. And what it takes is for one of us to empty out our glass so it can be receptive to the water from the other glass. And then sharing can start to happen. We need to communicate with compassion, openness, and curiosity. Because otherwise, we're not going to survive and we won't deserve to survive. Because we have basically said to the principles and practices, no, nah, I don't really believe in you. I'm going to go off this way. If we can't remember and practice our core tenets, if we can't live as love, we'll never experience the world of love. We have to rise above the consciousness of the world, the collective consciousness that's happening, which is very fearful and very polarized. And our call as religious scientists, our call as spiritual beings, is to not get dragged down by that consciousness, but to stand in a higher consciousness, which already exists in and as spirit. 
It's to get out of our frightened little egos. And it's okay to be scared. There's scary stuff. There really is. And yet we have to rise above that. We have to say, thank you, ego, for sharing. And I choose to know spiritual truth. I choose to stand in spiritual truth no matter what. And to be deeply and solidly grounded in a truth that will free all of us. So there are two paths here. Which one do you want to feed? Which one do you want to walk? This week, one spiritual practice, just one. I'm going to keep it real simple. Practice love. Practice love. Practice forgiveness. Humility. God, I might not be the, have the only right answer. I know it's tough. Trust me, I know it's tough. But we can practice humility. Practice compassion. Practice caring. Practice the willingness to walk in another's shoes and be curious, compassionately curious about the view from their viewpoint. Our community's survival, us as a community, depends on each of us practicing what we say we believe. So are we good with that spiritual practice, practicing love, practicing openness this week? I'm going to close with two different quotes. One of the first things to do, this is Ernest Holmes, one of the first things to do is love everybody. If you have not done this, do so at once. Ernest is really simple. Love everybody. If you haven't done this, do so at once. And then the other one calls comes from the from Reverend Sunshine Michelle Coleman, who's the religious science minister who kind of wrote up the theme for this talk. I didn't use all of what she wrote. Um, and I want to speak to the fact that the title of this talk, We is Greater Than Me, isn't something that I came up with last week. This was thought of a July of a year ago. In the midst of all the racial injustice that was happening, that's when this came up. She says, active compassion, and I will repeat that, active compassion is the practice of joining personal responsibility with social conscience for the good of all. Forgiveness is a way to practice compassion. Releasing hurts and judgments allows us to see the universal spirit in everyone. Learning about and fully embracing people from many cultures and walks of life and many viewpoints helps us to be a better spiritual and global community. Engaging our spiritual practices of listening, openness, forgiveness, surrender, faith, and trust all lend themselves to going further together in community. Deep spiritual practice will help develop greater open communication, honesty, sincerity, and integrity both individually and communally. Let's close this with an affirmation. Say this with me together. I choose the path of love so we go further together. Once again, I choose the path of love so we go further together. And so it is.